Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Bing bong, bing bong, bing bong. We love podcasting <laughs> and you've tuned in to quite possibly the best podcast in this room. It's called Suggestible, where we suggest things to you. My name is James and with me as always is my wife whose name is also James. <laughs> I know. I also look incredibly like you as well. You just wanted to marry someone that looked exactly like you, called think, James. I don't think that's true. If you look like me, that <laughs> sucks for you, quite frankly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm. I know. But, you know, there is that thing that as couples get older, they look more and more alike. Though. That is apparently a proven thing because they like mimic facial expressions of yeah. each other. Yeah. And they so they get the same like creases and... Totally. Yeah. I feel like the same with people's pets. We always, I've probably said this on the oh show before. Oh my God, it's everywhere it's though. It's everywhere. And it's even, I think COVID has really brought it out. It's ramped up the pets though. And you it's just see more people it up. as well. You are seeing more people with their pets. People are buying more pets. And also I feel like people are drawn to pets that have a similar energy to them. Definitely. Sometimes it's like genuinely down to the look of the animal as mm. well. And other times it's just the general vibe. It's a vibe. It, it just it never ceases to make me laugh every mm. time. And every time we are in the car together and we see it, we're both like, first one is a person. <laughs> look at this guy who bought a dog that looks exactly like it. <laughs> it's a dog. Our dog looks so much like James. It's so funny. <laughs> even both grey. Yeah, in like the same kind of way. You both have little weird, pointy ears. Weird manic energy. I know, like very anxious energy. Ollie just the other day just poked her head around the um, laundry door at me. I and she just I caught, I caught her eye. Like we both caught each other's eye, and I could tell she was like, oh, and I was like, yes, <laughs> I know. <laughs> About what? I don't even know. I think the kids were going crazy, and I was like really yeah. stressed. And also, it was very early. It was like five thirty or something. Good lord! In the morning, she was super tired. Mm. And I could tell because she got she stays up late with you. Yeah. And then she like we wake her up in the morning and it's just anyway, this is boring. Let's get on to the show. Let's we suggest things. What have you got to suggest this week? Oh, I'm so excited about this. So I've been waiting for this show for a while. Okay. It's called Nine Perfect Strangers. And you've probably seen the promos around. It is starring our very own Nicole Kidman. Nikki Kidman. Nikki Kidman, who I think is brilliant. And I was going to say he's an underrated actress and actor. And he's absolutely, that is not the case. She is extremely she's, famous and everyone probably, thinks she's great. I think she's exactly where she should be. <laughs> no, I, what I mean by that is I think for pockets of her career, she was pigeonholed into like a particular type of role. Sure. Or maybe not seen as as weighty an actor as she actually well, is. She was in Batman Forever. Correct. She was Val Kilmer's <laughs> yeah. love interest. Yeah, well, I think it's up like, you know, during I guess is that in the 90s. Yeah. You know, she really played that style of character, I guess. But in her career, she could have gone in a totally different direction, but she's chosen really complex, strange, often quite weird roles. Yeah, right. Which just have extended her repertoire as an actress. Now, I I wanted to ask you about Nicole Kidman specifically. Yes. uh, Because 
Which of the witch roles do you prefer of Nicole Kidman? Do you like uh, the witch she plays in The Golden Compass? Do you like the witch (laughs) she plays in the movie Practical Magic with Sandra Bullock? Or do you like the witch that she plays in the remake of the movie Bewitched? TV show Bewitched. (laughs) Did you plan this question? I did not. (laughs) Oh, I prefer. You love the movie Practical Magic, don't you? Yeah, I bloody love the movie, yeah. I really did. I really loved Practical Magic. I mean, it's terrible. I rewatched it the other day and it is terrible. You but rewatched Sandra it the other Bullock, day? Yeah, Jibs. It's COVID, mate. Oh my God. 22% I didn't watch the whole thing. Tomatoes. Yeah. yeah, it's really bad. And yet, still, there was something about it. I think I just love witches. I love that whole vibe. And I love Sandra Bullock and I love Nicole Kidman. Anyway, she actually plays a very witch esque character sure. in this show as well. It's actually based on a book by one of my favorite Australian authors, Leanne Moriarty. Okay. Um, who Of which you've actually bought me a book before. Which one? The Wonder Mount, the birthday candles, and I can't remember what it's called. Nine it's, birthday candle. It's, yeah, something like that. But it's really good. Okay. Anyway, so Nine Perfect Strangers uh, centers around an experimental wellness retreat called uh, mm. Tranquillum. Nine people, obviously nine strangers, yep. venture into it and it's run by Nicole Kidman's character, Marsha Dimitrenko, who's like, I've probably butchered that, who's Russian and is the founder of this retreat. It's set in Byron Bay. Oh, is it? Yeah. Well, I don't actually, I think it's set in America, but it's they filmed it in Byron Bay. Oh, okay, right. So the... It's just incredibly beautiful. Like the scenery alone and because we're cooped up in our house and, you know, the at the time <laughs> recording, uh, the the likelihood of us getting to go to a tropical wellness retreat is very far away. It's true. It's just beautiful to look at. Now, Melissa McCarthy, who is one of my faves, com- comedic actress and actress in general, brilliant. She plays Frances Welty, who is one of the guests who's a novelist struggling with her professional and personal life mm-hmm. and she's also an executive producer on the show oh, as is Nicole yeah. Kidman. Yeah, she's yeah. got some chops, man. Don't even worry about it. She yeah. really does. I mean, Gilmore Girls, Suki and Gilmore Girls. It's true. Plus but also so like good. the serious movies that she does. Also, I think she's very funny. I think sometimes the movies she makes aren't very funny but not because of her. Totally. Yeah, because great. you're not going to have a, a like a hit every time. No, absolutely you know? not. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, she is. She's always brilliant. Sometimes the movies aren't uh, aren't so great, but this is really good, this yeah. show. And she is really funny in this, but also it's deeply, deeply moving. Ooh. Her performance, I think, there's sort of like, yeah, it's um, she plays it really, really well. And she is kind of like a, some of the chemistry in the show. You know how there's always got to be a kind of chemistry thing happening? I'm just going to find... Sorry, Collings, just edit this bit out while my brain short circuits. Do you don't want to leave it in? Could make great behind the scenes <laughs> content. No, it's not even an interesting. It's good for people to see the, your creative mind at work. Do you no, know what I mean? No, my brain is slowing up by the second. It's like full of, it feels like it's full of chewing gum. Honestly. <laughs> <laughs> There's like half-chewed bits of rotten apple. I imagine somebody's doing brain surgery on you. They're looking, they're like, this squishy pig, this is just chewing gum, this bit. <laughs> This isn't even brain. That's what motherhood has done to her. <laughs> brain is just full of, it's like actual chewing gum. Or a kid like, one of our kids stuck chewing gum up your nose and it just got stuck yeah, to your brain. God, anyway, sorry, go on. Um, anyway, so her love interest, I guess, really, is Bobby Cannavale, who's played by... Oh, yeah. Um, yeah so Husband he, of Rose Byrne. Is he really? They're married, yeah. Did not know that. Mm. Oh, he, yeah, well, he's great. Also and, from Sex and the City, one episode. Yes, yes. He's got, a, oh, <laughs> he's got funky tasting spunk. <laughs> that is the, the one, yes. 
Anyway, but he's great and he's also really funny. He plays Tony Hogburn, who's a former tight end, which apparently is a football term. I don't know about the sports. A tight end. Yeah. uh, (laughs) I don't know, struggling with his drug addiction. So he was this like really famous football star in America and then um, had a really severe injury that has caused him to then take painkillers and get onto Oxy. And so he's another one of the nine strangers. Yeah, well, Uh, that's the thing. The tight end, this is what I know it as just from the top of my head. Here he goes. He's going to explain the sports, guys. It's it's an often, it's a hybrid position of... So so I've come to understand it uh, with the characteristics and roles of both an offensive lineman, so somebody who's quite brash and offensive, as it were, and a wide receiver. So like a man who's, say, like three to four times wider than a regular man, but like maybe the same height. Do you know what I mean? Kind of like t- two to three fridges like, next to each other. Like, like what? But also quite narrow. So if you looked at them side on, you're like, oh, that's the width of a regular man. Turns like you seem front on. As wide as three fridges. Is that like a Mr. Med character? Yeah, like that Mr. Strong guy. <laughs> the one who looks like a block. Nailed it. Thank you. So that's who Just Bobby kind of <laughs> For those. Absolutely. No. And everyone knows Melissa McCarthy uh, is really into that kind of bloke, you know. Her character, Frances. Oh, is she? She's no point. No, I didn't not know really. That. No, not really. <laughs> you said everybody knows. That. I don't know. I was Does trying to. Know that? I was trying. My chewing gum brain was trying to make ah. a joke, and it's just sputtering to a <laughs> bloody halt. <laughs> God damn! Everything sucks. No, not really. It's fine. Everyone, everything's fine. Everything's fine. Okay, so I actually got it. <laughs> so I must have put something on my Instagram. That was like, <laughs> I just put up quotes tonight that speak to me, but one of them in my stories must <laughs> look like I was like full of bleak, like hopelessness <laughs> because someone tweeted me and all they said was in my DMs was, are you okay? <laughs> I get that constantly. So uh, that's fun that it's rubbing off. <laughs> yeah, maybe they did it just for you. But I never get that. So. <laughs> I can't anyway. believe you leave your DMs open. Or oh, is that on Instagram? It's just on Instagram. Yeah, yeah. It's not on Twitter. Yeah, it's mm. just on Instagram. Anyway, so I'm just going back to, yeah, this cast of Nine Perfect Strangers. Okay, so that's the um, the other um, Perfect Strangers. One is um, a couple, so a family who've lost their son and their daughter as well is there on the retreat as well. And then there's also uh, Luke Evans plays Lars Lee, who's like kind of him, like yeah. a mysterious man with a hidden agenda. Oh, does he play Dracula again, like in the movie Ooh, Dracula Unfold? he kind of has a, a slight Dracula edge to it. You kind of get the feeling like maybe he's trying to figure out what Marsh is doing at this retreat because it's like this super famous retreat, but it's right. very secretive. You can't use phones. They take away all your technology and you're not allowed to put anything on social media. So it's kind of very mysterious, but everyone who goes there swears by it for the rich and famous, basically. Sure. It's like it's like thousands and thousands of dollars to get into this retreat. And so you feel like Lars's character has gone in there to try and bust it wide open or something, mm. but you're not sure why or who. Are all these episodes um, available right now or are they releasing there's them the week to week? Okay, the first three are available. And so there's also Asha Ketty. Oh, yeah. Now, she is brilliant. She plays the mother who's lost her son. Australia's own. Is yeah. she, does she do an Australian accent? No, she has American accent. Oh, really? Which is, she's so good. I mean, I think it's good. I don't know if I'm not American, but it's weird seeing it come out of her mouth Yeah. because I, I know her work so Absolutely, well so yeah. it, but she's just so great in it and, and heartbreaking yeah and so there's also Melvin Craig um who plays Ben Chandler who's Jessica's sort of influencer called Jessica's wealthy lottery winner husband so he it, it comes out quite 
you know, in this second episode, I think that he wins, he had won the lottery. Okay. And so he is, he and his kind of influencer wife, Jessica, are at the retreat and ostensibly because they're not happy in the, in their marriage, but there's other obviously underlying stuff going on as so well. There. Is, is, this, is there an element of White Lotus to this or is it more of a drama than White Lotus it's 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 white lotus esque in that it's full of privileged white people, white people <laughs> <laughs> going to a retreat and telling telling their problems. Um, Was Michael Shannon in this? Yeah, yeah. Did you mention that already? Um, no, I didn't. So he plays Asher Ketty's husband. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and so he's brilliant too. I mean, the, the cast is insane. That it's all so good. So yeah, it's white people with white people problems, Love but it. it's so it's quite escapist in some ways as well because of the setting. But the things that they they've been through are you know start Very to unfold traumatic, yeah. and can be quite traumatic, and that deals with you know common themes, things like grief and loss and drug addiction and dealing with life, I guess, in general and the things that happen to you. Right, I think right. it's really interesting to explore the idea of winning the lottery because he seems completely miserable. And his kind of point is, well, you win the lottery and then what's the point in anything? Isn't there a, there's a certain amount of money that you can get and your happiness doesn't yeah. increase? Correct. From that point. I don't know what the exact point is, but there's a, there's a maximum amount of money that you can have and every bit of money that you earn from then, the return on happiness is smaller and smaller. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's what this guy is getting at. I don't think I've reached that yet. No. <laughs> No, let's just uh, God, we've, yeah. just get grinded away, mate. We'll keep grinding away. Anyway, so that's kind of an interesting idea to explore, I think. And the other thing that they explore, which is interesting, because it's also the staff in the retreat. As okay, well, yeah, well, that's very who are also incredibly gorgeous. beautiful. And Marsha's got quite a mysterious history about her mm, too, yeah. and he's clearly kind of a bit unhinged, and you're just not sure how unhinged she is. Okay, and it becomes clear that they've got this thing called the protocol, which seems to basically be microdosing mm. of mushrooms or something. Well, that can help apparently. Yeah, well, it does, and then There's it's, a lot of clinical trials. And yeah, that yeah, it's, done, yeah. Cl- but they. She does it without their consent, basically, and yeah. she's got cameras everywhere. Well, yeah, you're resort. supposed to do it under, like, specific conditions and mm. whatever, but, yeah. And probably with your consent, definitely. With oh, wait, consent. so they just do it? Yeah, give she her just them. starts microdosing them when they don't oh, okay. know. Yeah, so it's kind of this strange vibe created. Like, she gets them to dig their own graves in line. Sounds and, like a cult. Yeah, it's got, it's... I don't know. It's only three episodes in, and because I've read the book, mm. I don't want to say anything more because I don't want to spoil it. But it is, it's just, it's great. It's got a great cast, great setting. And for me, it's a really kind of escapist thing to be watching during lockdown. Yes. So I'm loving it. Also, Nicole Kidman is peak Nicole Kidman. Spooky, spooky, ethereal, beautiful. Mm -hmm. Similar character to who she plays in that show with Hugh Grant, you know, when they're the couple, the waspy couple. It's very similar. It fell apart that for me at the end. Yeah, towards the end it did. I liked it initially. Yeah, I still really loved it. Someone called? My husband made him maybe murdered someone or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember what it was called. But, yeah, yeah, I mean, I think they're bringing that back for a second season. Why? I really enjoyed it. I'd be up for that. Anyway, your turn. 
Well, first of all, this is something I am going to watch. I'll listen to it because I've got it open in my podcast, ready to go. It's from your podcast, Claire Taunts. It's an interview that you have with uh, Tarang Chawla. Is that how you say his name? Oh, what? Uh, yeah. From the clips that I've seen of this and that you've shown me interviewed, this is this amazing dude who's an advocate uh, for women's rights and domestic violence and all these things because of a personal thing which happened to uh, his sister was murdered. Do I, can I do I? How do I? I don't want to say it flippantly. It's fucking awful and terrible. But he's doing all this great work, and it's a really fun interview um, that I can't wait to listen to because I think your podcast is great, and people should also Aww. check it out. A little bit of a plug there. Listen to it every week. Hey, all right. That's so nice. Oh, of and you. the previous week's one was uh, was the one about the bloody are you, your kids are, your kids are bloody. They ruin themselves with TikTok or whatever, which is not as grim as it sounds. There's some really, like if you've got young kids or you're thinking about having kids or any age kids, it's it's a good way to kind of get, you know, open up and talk to them about things that they see online and how yeah. to deal with that and all those kinds of things and mental health and sexual health and all this other stuff. Anyway, enough about this show that you made me talk about, I'll just Claire. say that thank you. I didn't you. want I to did talk not, about it. I did not. No, I'm really surprised. She's got a knife. She's waving it at me. I just really thank you for saying that. It's really nice that you brought that up. You've really surprised me. Thanks, mate. Carly McGoran is the psychologist you were talking about from my mm. previous episode and she is an expert having worked for 15 years with teenagers, particularly in young people, and she's yeah. worked in child protection as well. Yes. So she just – but she's also just like all. really warm and funny yeah, and really kind. And yeah. I think there was a lot of stuff about tech, but I also just thought she had some great stuff about how to talk to kids about emotions. Well, that's right? what, that was the stuff that I, that I took from it. And it does all of that because you interviewed her brother – uh, who's who is more of like the tech side? They work really. They mm. obviously work together, but they work really well as a team. What's his name? Darren McDonald or something? <laughs> He's a I really good friend of ours, Marty. We, he was MC at our wedding. He was MC at our wedding. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> moving right along. Thank you. Uh, anyway, the, this show I've been watching. It's four episodes in. It's called Mr. Corman. It's written, directed, and starring uh, for the most part, though there are a lot of other people involved in those things. Uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, uh, Arturo Castro, Deborah Winger. So Mr. Corman is described as a deep cut into the days and nights of a public school teacher in the San Fernando Valley. Right, so Joseph Gordon-Levitt, JGL, as you might know him. You might know him as Robin from the movie The Dark Knight Rises from 2012. Do you? No. What do you know him from? Oh, what do you think I know him from? The one where he's a bike messenger? <laughs> Ten things I heard about you, mate. Of course. Of course, my, my all-time favourite. Oh, I have to do an episode of Taunts on that. I bloody love that Can you do movie. it with me? Yeah. I know you're saving me as like a back pocket guest for when you can't get someone. <laughs> but if somebody else is like, ten things I heard about you, be like, no, I have to do it with my husband. <laughs> do you like that movie? It's a fucking great okay, movie. Good. What are you talking it's about? It's a fucking great Look, movie. if someone else wants to do it, they'll do it. I'll do Can't Hardly Wait if you, uh, <laughs> uh, if you don't want to do it. If you, someone else no, wants no, to I'll save Ted these out of it. No, no, I'll do Can't Hardly Wait. Let someone else do that. Right. Anyway, so basically he teaches like kids that are about 10 to 12, which is the age group that I taught. So I think a lot of this is like just me being like, oh, yeah, no, I understand. <laughs> I understand this because a lot of time when I see teachers in shows, it feels like unrealistic and they're doing like these classes that are just like you just can't pull something like that off on a day-to-day basis. Correct. Do you know what I mean? Because it's just – it's just so exhausting a lot of the time and you're so limited by time and resources. So the thing is in class he's like keeping it together and being positive but also behind the scenes and you see a lot of his personal life, he's riddled with like anxiety and depression. So a lot of it is about like the public face that you have as a teacher which 
which I can relate to because it's not so much a lie, but well, maybe it is a lie, but you want to present like the best version of yourself to the class so that you're setting a good example. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And so that's kind of, well, that's one of the things that it's about, but it, you know, it gets into things like a, a teacher's wage, like he goes on a date and he's like, at one point she accuses him of like being jealous of that he doesn't earn enough money or something like that or it goes that certain direction. It also um, covers how like kids are smart. You know what I mean? Often in shows I feel like they don't depict that kids from, of all ages, they're really switched on. And he has this line where he's like, they're people, they're like full-grown people already. You know what I mean? And you, you've probably seen that because you've taught older kids and even younger kids, but there's, they're so switched on and they pick up on like every little thing that you do and around them and they ask really interesting questions. I feel like it covers that really well. And, again, a lot of it is, a, is a, about like outside of that, you know, and, and he's, you know, he shares an apartment with a friend of his who's got, you know, he's got a daughter and he's divorced and, you know, into his life as well. It's also – I was watching some, some behind-the-scenes stuff and he talks about how he wrote it as this kind of show about his life if it had have taken like a different direction, you know, if he wasn't doing acting and directing and all those kinds of things. But, yeah, it's really good. I really enjoy it. It's like slightly surreal at certain points and it's on Apple TV+. Plus. Ooh, that, that TV got Plus, some bangers, mate. mate. We are definitely not sponsored by them, but we do think they got some bangers. They got some good stuff. Mm, physical. Yeah, I still got to watch Physical. It's good. It's mm. very good. Very good. Rose Byrne. But that sounds great. Check it out. I love it's that good. idea that the, they show the kids as smart because mm. I feel that I think sometimes people underestimate kids a lot. Yeah. You know, and I also think that that idea of having a teaching persona that is still you but is like a heightened version of you is one of the reasons why teaching is one of the most exhausting, exhausting jobs. Exhausting, yeah. And obviously there are a, a huge spectrum of really exhausting jobs but I do think there's a particular exhaustion and I'm sure these people would relate to this who present in front of people a yeah, lot. Especially if you're introverted. Exactly. You that presentation thing that you're doing, often people will work for a for a few weeks to do a presentation mm. at their workplace that might go for 15, 20 minutes or maybe an hour. Whereas like as a teacher, you're presenting six, seven hours a day. Yeah. And often then going to meetings afterwards. And so there are a lot of difficult jobs out there, but I do think that there's a particular exhaustion mm. that comes along with that that I also loved, and I oh, that's missed, yeah, you know? absolutely, I missed yeah. it in lots of ways. I I love I love the kids, and I I loved it. I just it. It, it, but it is like it's relentless, and I think a big part of it is like it's just constant questions, like all day, <laughs> and it's not necessarily like questions about you know a topic. It's just like kids coming up to you with stuff like. Constantly, and you can't like in the real world if people like kept coming up to you and you were, you'd just be like, get the fuck away from me. <laughs> do you know what I mean? But obviously, you would never do that to a kid. No, and that was, uh, it, but that was my favorite. Because you don't thing. also because you don't want to either. Because no. you know that's why you're there. Because you, that's your job. That's what you're doing. You know. Yeah, exactly. And that mm. was my favorite thing. My least favorite thing was paperwork. <laughs> yeah, and I, the fact that you couldn't. There's not enough time to plan and and mm. whatever. But it is a it is a good gig, I think. I um, think so too, and it's such a privilege. Not for everyone. No, I think the yeah. other part is you're in such a privileged position to be in, involved in people's lives and mm. in their families, and I just think that that is such a special thing that sort of can't be replicated. But I also felt like 
because of that, teaching isn't a job that you should sleepwalk through. No. And if you feel that you're becoming burnt out and tired, for me, I couldn't have done it for years and years and years and years. And there are some teachers who can who are brilliant at it, but I felt like it was... Time with little kids. Yeah, yeah. super difficult. Yeah. yeah. But, God, there are some just really bloody awesome teachers out I there. I agree. Yeah, that sounds great. Mm. I'm totally going to watch that. Also, well, you can't because I've already watched it, so you got to watch it. <laughs> I know. It's so annoying. Okay, on a side note, Joseph Gordon-Levitt has, done, has managed to do that thing where he went from odd sort of looking to smoking. Smoking. And now he's kind of like daddish. Yeah, but he's still, like forty. You yeah. know what I mean? Still yeah, it's good though. Don't get me wrong. No, he also sings very well with like yeah. Jimmy Fallon. I love those like whatever he calls that sing off he's done with Joseph Gordon. Really? Yeah, the, I love those. I know you don't like the lipstick no. battles, but we, when Joseph Gordon Levitt does it, I love Look, it. Man, I love JGL from way back. All right. All right. All right. I, know I love you Third don't Rock like from the Jimmy Sun. Jimmy Fallon. Just let it. I don't be. not like Jimmy Fallon. I just don't. Think about him at all. <laughs> all right. You get very mad about him. Anyway. No, I don't. <laughs> you do. I don't like the other one more, that other guy as much. Cor- no, the British guy, I guess. Oh, yeah, I know exactly who you mean. Because he's like, let's get in a car and sing. Yeah, no. you're doing karaoke. Mm. And my brain has, can't even remember who you're talking about, even though I absolutely can well, see his little face. I don't face. actually dislike him at all. He's no, he's whatever. lovely. And also um, he did that one with... Paul McCartney, you always Paul talk McCartney about. I, I know. Talk about. Anyway, can I just do my thing? I would love that. Can I please? For the love of God. For the love of God. All right. I need to put a full disclaimer in here, guys, that I – this is a lot working and having little children. And if you are also doing it, you are a goddamn hero. That's all I wanted to say. Wow. That's really pandering. <laughs> I know, but I you think bloody are. It's like it's such an impossible task, and I saw the look on other parents' faces in our area when I went and you know in passing while we're walking on our one hour of exercise we're allowed out a day. And I just wanted to say to any of them, if any of them are listening to this, and if you are anywhere in the world parenting tiny children, and I know people are in all different situations, but I just want to say this: you are a goddamn hero, and I think deserve a giant bath. Bubble bath with wow, chocolate. That's pretty and good. Booze. With chocolate. I, um, on your own. You know, I would I just hate that. If someone came up to me and was like, you're a hero, I'd be like, get the fuck away from me. Yeah, but you're a weird guy. You don't even like <laughs> no. people knowing your order at the cafe. That's true. You're a weird guy. I don't want anyone to know any of my business. <laughs> exactly. Well, I'm not doing it for you over there, Jim Jam. You toot your own horn enough. <laughs> Do I? I'm tooting the horn for other parents out there who are doing it tough. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. 
Anyway, moving right along. And on that note, I have a recommendation for you, dear Let's parents do it. that are struggling. Okay. If you have not heard of Vivo, let me recommend it to you. So, oh, Vivo, Vivo. Vivo, yeah, Vivo. Yeah, this... we had a movie night. And in our house, we made kind of really dodgy looking movie tickets. And I pretended to be a candy bar attendant. It was great. <laughs> it was really fun, actually. And we had popcorn. I didn't even make the popcorn. I was too tired, but I put a hat on and it was great. And we like pretend to drive around. Our son came in and like gave us, he bought little tickets. I gave him a little candy bar thing and we sat and watched the movie. It was great. So Vivo is a 2021 American computer animated musical comedy drama film produced by Sony. The film is directed Mm -hmm. by Kirk D'Amico and co-directed by Brandon Jeffords from a screenplay by D'Amico and also from Chiara Allegria Hudes. The story was based on an original idea by Peter Bassaccini mm. with songs written by Lin-Manuel Miranda, who voices the title character in the film. I wonder if you know Lin-Manuel Miranda, James? I've never met him. Of possible uh, Hamilton I bet he'd fame. do a great carpool karaoke. <laughs> He's probably definitely done one. I might even watch it. You might even watch it. Anyway, it's gorgeous. It has to, it does have some sad themes in and around it. Um, Mm. But for the most part, it's really, really beautiful and I enjoyed it a lot. The film centres around a little creature called a kinkachu, which is a monkey and it's set in Cuba. So um, Lin-Manuel Miranda himself plays Vivo, the monkey. Is is it a monkey? Yes, it's it's a monkey. It's a tropical rainforest mammal. Oh, I thought it was It's in the monkey. family of related to like raccoons and ringtail possums and shit. Oh, okay. So not a monkey. No. Oh. Certainly well, looks go. like a fucking monkey though, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, he's a possum. He's a possum. Of oh, sorts. okay. So the the story centers around um him and opens where he is taken in by a lovely old man who's also a musician. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they play together in the plaza in Cuba. Yeah. And people come and they sort of do like a busking thing and, and it's gorgeous and there's some really great songs there. And then this is a tiny little spoiler, but it happens quite early. Uh, he, the old man, Andres, dies. Mm-hmm. And so then he dies just before he can give this love song that he wrote for this very famous musician. Played by Gloria Estevan. Correct, exactly. Which I just read just then. Oh, yeah, I know. Um, she plays Marta um, who's, who, and they used to play together mm. and they both loved each other but never said it because she went off to be this big star and he stayed in Cuba. Mm-hmm. And so he wrote this song for her that she never heard and because he passes away, Vivo decides that it's his mission to bring it to Marta because she's doing like a, a um, retirement performance. Right. Now, yeah. just in case you don't remember who Gloria Estefan is, I'm sure everybody does, she sings that famous song, Come on, shake your body, baby, do that conga. Anyway, she's famous for many other um, songs as well and has kind of launched or is kind of famous for launching the careers of a lot of other artists that come after her. Yes. Like J-Lo and... And really, those, yeah, give a lot of people a, a hand up. Yeah, Correct, yeah, exactly. So, um, And she's just an incredible performer and musician. Anyway, she's wonderful in this as well. Now, the, the, I think the standout character is a little girl called Gabby yes, who's Andre's grandniece and is an energetic but eccentric and misunderstood preteen with a gift for rapping and a gift of the gab. Mm. So she's also, um, she loves drumming and her her father's passed away. So she really connects with um, Vivo 
and he kind of hides away in her luggage and then they go on, an, on a little adventure together to bring this song to Marsha. Gabby has this incredible song that is all about finding your own beat and I, just, I think it's my favourite song in yeah, the whole Yeah, it's really thing. good. Yeah. And they blend it well with other songs as well. Yeah, they really do and it's just it's so, it's so catchy and our son's always singing it. We've been dancing around at home to it. So the soundtrack itself is just really, really awesome too. And also I really love the other one. There's two birds played by Brian, Terry Henry and Nicole Byer and they play. That's great. Yeah, there's a beautiful love song that they sing about that um, as well. So anyway, it's it's just a beautiful and there are some themes of grief and loss and death which one of my friends has a very sensitive child and mm. they were quite upset by it. So, yeah, it's pretty intense, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty intense in that the characters that die are gorgeous and mm. you do – but I think also, you know, a lot of kids' movies have a theme of death within them and it actually is great for opening a discussion about that too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but, you know, you know your kids better than anyone. Exactly. Though. I think that's – because I often get messages that are like, when should I show my kid – this movie or whatever, what would be a good starting thing? And it really just comes down to the to the kid, you know. Mm, like it, I've showed our kid things that you know maybe you're probably a bit too old for other kids, but you know feel like he can handle it. And maybe he did. I don't know. Maybe he pushed <laughs> that down. He's going to lash out at me when I'm older. <laughs> maybe, but like we've tried reading Harry Potter and he's just not ready. Yeah, for but it, he, yeah. he was talking about that to me today a lot. Like going through and who's your favorite character and what do you think of this and whatever. And I, so I think he might be. He might be getting ready. Yeah. Well, there you go. So anyway, but it is a beautiful movie and the animation's gorgeous. Yeah, and I just also wanted to say the Sony animation generally are in the past not good. Like they made a lot of garbage, right? So these are some of the movies that they've made in the past. They made the movie Open Season, which is maybe nothing. I don't don't know. The movie Surf's, Surf's Up. Do people like that? The Smurfs, which is might be fine. But they've also, they've made like... Uh, Spider-Man, the Into the Spider-Verse, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs, uh, a bunch of stuff which is much what – was that more recent one that they did? The Croods maybe? No. no, I think they might have done The Croods. They did the Emoji movie which is like, oh, why did you do this? But, uh, yeah, they've they've just kind of – they did Mitchell's versus the Machines oh. which I loved as well. So I just think it's really cool that like the stuff that they're doing is on par with something you'd see at like Disney Pixar or some of the better DreamWorks stuff that they're kind of known for. It's cool. They're like they're making a genuine effort to make mm, good stuff. Totally. Which is really cool. It is really cool. And I, I also really enjoyed the fact that Gabby as a character is a kid that you would actually see in the real world and she's a female character that's, I don't know, just different. She's her own person. She's like really unique and has, yeah. has kind of cool purple hair, loves to eat food and you know, play the drums and is just unashamedly herself. And I think that there's something really powerful for young girls. And I would have loved to see a character like that when I was a kid. Totally. Rather than waspy, wafy Cinderella, who I also loved. But, you know. But what a bitch. <laughs> no, I just, you know, it's refreshing to see a kid because I feel like I was much more of a Gabby than a Cinderella in sure. real life. But I just didn't have any Gabbies to see. Yeah, fair enough. Just a whole world of like Princess Jasmine's and You could look in a mirror. Cinderella. <laughs> hey, thanks, mate. All right, I, I don't even know. That, Is that I a don't good know whether thing? that was an inter- yeah. I don't know. You're like, hey. Uh, I don't know what you meant by that. <laughs> My brain is definitely full of chewing gum and, and I don't know. I feel like it's just like one kind of like weird-looking frog swinging on a swing just like, Ree! 
sure. in there. Yeah, really go off the deep end. Uh, yeah, well, look, that's fine. I'm happy to, to end it here if you want. But let's not just get out of here just yet because do people know that they can actually review this show and then I'm going to re- read that review out what? on the podcast? That's what? I've been working my way through. If you've got one, you can just do it in-app. This is from Noel Roscoe who says, What a pair slash pod. I listened to James over at the Weekly Planet. When I heard he had a new podcast, I had to check it out. I've listened to every episode and James is great and Claire is there too. Nah, I got ya. Claire's great. I love her unexpected recommendations. The chemistry is undeniable and they have lots of fun. They provide us with good info and I'm glad this podcast exists. Thank you so much, Noah. We are glad to keep making it for the revenue that we can put on it. We can run ads through the uh through the hosting platform, and that's why we do it, isn't it, Claire? It totally is. It totally is. Did you listen to any of that? I didn't, actually, because I was <laughs> looking for an email. I forgot. You forgot an email? I know. I normally always remember. This I is forgot. a very Mason move. It is it was a like, very Mason, Mason, you need to bring one thing to the show, an email, and then he's like, uh, and then he'll just quickly try and find one <laughs> in the letter segment as we're doing it. Mm. All right, here I go. Let's do it. This email is something to cheer up grumpy old James. I feel like I should say grumpy old Claire today. We've swept roles for some reason. Yeah, we have it's very disconcerting. Roles. I like it. <laughs> this is from Steve. Hello, Claire and James. It's Steve from the city of brotherly love, Philadelphia. Cue Rocky music and montage. Sorry, go on. This is my second time around suggesting new things. Yes, oh. it is. The first time being The Old Man and the Clock by Elliot Park. I'm stuck with this clock. <laughs> yeah, I remember that bit. <laughs> That's so good. That might be some of the finest editing work that Hollings has ever done. It's true. A lovely song which caused James a slight mental break. Slight, yes. <laughs> yes. It's generous. <laughs> This time I would like to suggest a comedian to James, the okay. old boot himself. Let's do it. His name is Nate Bagazzi. He has this How do you spell it? Um, B-A-R-G-A-T-Z-E. Ah, uh, yes. I know this guy. Yeah, I've, I've watched one of his specials. Oh, cool. He has yeah. such a subtle and dry humour that I think James will enjoy and Claire too, filled with awkward and fun life experiences and just overall running at 40% vibes. Mate, it's more like totally. 5% today. But yes. He has two specials on Netflix right now, The Greatest Average American yep. and The Tennessee Kid. He also has a I podcast. I haven't seen the second one. Oh, I'm going to watch that. Yeah. He has a podcast called The Nate Land Podcast, which is just him and friends talking about anything and everything. I hope you listen and enjoy. Uh, maybe I will. I definitely will. I loved the first recommendation of Steve Jennery, so I reckon that I will also really enjoy this. this guy knows what's up? I totally. He knows what's up and down and all around. Interesting. Definitely, 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 definitely. <laughs> All right, that's it. Thank you as always to Royal Collings for editing this show. Thank you so much. Uh, and thank you to me for my Spider-Man No Way Home trailer, which I edited with Ben and Lawrence and is officially now the number one video on my channel as of when I've released it out of the 10. Did you know that? When you release a video, there's a YouTube analytics thing that tells you how badly your video is doing. Oh. So it's like this video was performing the ninth best out of the last 10 that you've done and I'm like, Good to know. But every now and then it's like this is number one and I'm like, I did it. I'm a success. <laughs> it's the worst app in the world. Oh, <laughs> that's so mean. Yeah. But I will say this is why you've got so much pep in your step. I'm happy. I'm so happy it's done because I literally just finished it. Yeah, as, uh, this is like some of the happiest this. I've seen you. Well, because I knew it was always coming. Like the whole year I'm like, when's this fucking trailer going to happen? And it finally released and I got a bunch of help with it, as mentioned, and it's done. And now I don't have to think about it anymore. Wow. I remember back in the day when you would have zero helps. 
It's true. And you would just plug away all night on now the trailer. Now I get so much helps and it just makes my life so much better. And they're such great helps. There's great helps. They're the best of helps. I agree. They're so, so good, those dudes. That's right. Let's, uh, let's, let's go. Thank the Lord. I need some cereal. Yeah. <laughs> so long. Farewell. A Vita Sanitia. Have a good man. All right. Mwah. 10%. 10%. 10%. 5%. 5%. 5%. 5%. 5%. 5%. 5%. 5%. 5%. 5%. 5%. 5%. 5%. 5%. 5%. 5%. 5%. 5%. 5%. 5%. 5%